Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, before we start the show, I got to tell you about something super duper important. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth podcast each week. But this one is different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the stuff we can't get away with on the free show. And it's generating all kinds of comments and conversation on our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Don't miss out on all the action. Please help support this show by subscribing to our Friday After Party podcast for just $10 a month. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Did you do all these wrongs, Doctor? Uh, that is the Duomo seen from the Belvedere. You know, Florence? All that detail just from memory, sir? Memory agent starting is what I have instead of a view. Well, perhaps you'd care to lend us your view on this questionnaire, sir. Oh, no, 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 no. You were doing fine. You had been courteous and receptive to courtesy. You had established trust with the embarrassing truth about Migs. And now this ham-handed segue into your questionnaire. It won't do. I'm only asking you to look at this, Doctor. Either you will or you won't. Yeah. Jack Crawford must be very busy indeed if he is recruiting help from the student body. Busy hunting that new one, Buffalo Bill. What a naughty boy he is. Do you know why he's called Buffalo Bill? Please tell me. The newspapers won't say. Well, it started as a bad joke in Kansas City homicide. They said... This one likes to skin his humps. Why do you think he removes their skins, Agent Starling? Throw me with your acumen. It excites him. Most serial killers keep some sort of trophies from their victims. I didn't. No. No, you ate yours. Happy Halloween! Bob Seska! Hi, Bob! Hi, Bob! Hello. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> Just watched that the other night. 
just as creepy as always, and it's literally the thousandth time I've watched Silence of the From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, Rocktober 29, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. The greatest damn soap in the universe. If you're not buying lots of Bubble Genius soap, I don't know what the hell you're putting on your skin, but it's not good. Can't possibly be good. Oh, hi. What's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1013 of the Trump crisis. Day 36 of the impeachment of Donald Trump. 369 days until the 2020 presidential election. Ah, and here's my friend Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Hi, Buzz. Oh, hi. Hi, hi Bob. Hi, hi everybody. Hello. Hi. Great to be back. Um, I Wow. I, I love the comedy clips that you play at the start of the show. Uh, <laughs> that was I, so the, funny, I love wasn't it? The, I love the... I laughed all the way through it. I love the dark humor. Oh, man. I... Hi. Anyway, I, I don't Hi, know about hello. you, but, but I I don't know why I can't I can't really explain it. This isn't really like me, uh, but I've suddenly developed a keen interest in baseball. What do you think? <laughs> me too. <laughs> I just I do have a scoop today from uh, inside inside the White House. Mm-hmm. I actually got a little a uh, little something from the White House this year for Halloween. I've learned. Yeah. A thirteen-year-old Baron Trump is going as Florida Congressman Matt Gates. So. <laughs> going to require a lot of hair gel. That's right. Know. A reduction in IQ, that too, you know. Well, uh, we found out this week uh, the the Kurds, uh, it, we, you know, and we're so grateful to the Kurds, and, and I think all Americans are so sorry for the way they've been treated, but uh, we found out this week that the Kurds are like the underwear gnomes from South Park. Uh, Al-Baghdadi's underwear plus question mark equals profit. <laughs> Always love a good underpants gnome reference. That's great. Yeah, I, was, I was hoping that would carry the joke. Uh, Bob and I, Bob and I, almost started uh, taping on time today, but I was late showing up at the studio. Uh, I had to take a phone call. Uh, okay, well, uh, not exactly a phone call. It was a Rudy Giuliani butt dial. I got one of those too. I can't. I can't hang up on his butt. Um. And I just, you know, I just got kind of a disclaimer. I just, I hope mm. these jokes are okay. I, I, I don't want to say that last week's jokes were bad, uh, that the monologue was bad, but, but, but after the show, the jokes were pushed into a tunnel and violently eliminated. So that's <laughs> at <They> least, <laughs> at least there's justice. Yeah, they were whimpering and crying the whole time. Yes, they and, were, and yeah. rightly so, I think. <laughs> All right. Oh, hi, how are you? I'm doing great. You know what? Before we continue on, Buzz, we got to do this. Because yes. yeah, there's just too many things right now. If you have any doubt, it's going to take him out, Ukraine. Yeah, we're going to just th- dive right in at this it's point. It's a theme. It's yeah. Ukraine is the theme, isn't it? Yeah. Of this impeachment. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, right. I've chosen this place to uh, start for exactly that reason, because there's so many things we got to get to. The uh, <laughs> This, I mean, this this uh, Vindman thing, Colonel Vindman, uh, yes. when that news came down last night, man, oh, I man. I hadn't felt that good since, well, the previous night when I saw everyone booing and chanting at Donald Trump, mocking him and seeing that well, face melt away. In spite of the the embarrassment that we had to watch on Sunday morning from Trump about about the Al Baghdadi raid, yeah. uh, really, uh, progressives, Democrats got three big victories in just a matter of days. Uh, the the big uh, three or four punch ruling from the federal judge on mm-hmm. Friday that the impeachment is real, that uh, Congress gets uh, the unredacted Mueller report and yep. the grand jury testimony. Uh, and, and uh, you know, just a very supportive, extremely promoting 
uh, impeachment-promoting decisions from that judge, and and then uh, Trump getting booed on Sunday at the World <laughs> Series, and and then on Monday the announcement of okay, we're taking a vote on uh, the impeachment inquiry. Yeah, now it's not a, not a vote on impeachment itself, but. Uh, this grants Republicans their wish, the wish they'll wish they hadn't made. In fact, we're going to come back to the things from the weekend sure. here in just a little bit. Um, this guy, Colonel Vindman, is the first, is is he not the first administration White official, House. the current sitting administration official, right. to actually testify? And, and, and to have actually been in on that call. And yeah. uh, by now, I presume all our listeners have heard how decorated uh, uh, how honorable a man this is. Yes, that's right. And you know what? I, I was trying to find the extent of his injuries in Iraq. I want to say he lost a leg in that IED attack. I could be very wrong on that because I saw an image fly by on Twitter. I couldn't verify it. But, I mean, obviously this guy has extensive service that makes his word unbelievably impeccable. And so they could expose the name of the whistleblower tomorrow and start an endless smear campaign. They'd still be, what, three weeks? How many days behind the eight ball would they be? 36 days. 36 days behind the times, right? Hopelessly. But they, and and maybe it's an answer they don't really want an answer, a question they really don't want an answer to. Maybe they just enjoy asking the question uh, Mm -hmm. for trolling purposes. I really think that's, that's what it's all about because virtually everything, nearly everything that the whistleblower reported in their report has now been corroborated by the White House transcript, most Mm -hmm. of all, of that phone call, and also by uh, the the testimony that uh, Congress has heard so far, and the documents they've received, Mm -hmm. and the extra things that journalists have found, all of them supporting nearly everything in the whistleblower report, which is why the Democrats are saying, we we don't really need him anymore. We want (laughs) to, and and yet the Republicans, as you're saying, uh, continue to want to expose his identity or her identity. Yeah, and you know, this is what I've been talking about. It's a perfect illustration of what I've been talking about since Donald Trump was elected, which is the idea of taking that fire hose of news that Donald Trump Uh, commandeered on, well, going back to 2015, but I mean, really officially after the election, and now we've taken that fire hose of news and we've uh, seized it and we've turned it around and we're firing it into Donald Trump's face and he can't keep up. He can't. He's still on the identity of the whistleblower, and again, that was... 36 plus days ago and since then there have been all of these officials who have stepped up to testify in defiance of the White House, in defiance of the State Department. It is a wonderful thing to observe and now we've got this guy Colonel Vindman whose word is absolutely impeccable unimpeachable but of course they're they're going after him now. They're going oh, after sure. his background in Ukraine as as far as being Some born are. in Soviet Ukraine. I like that Liz Cheney spoke up uh, about that against that mm-hmm. today, saying you know you Republicans, uh, no one has any right to impugn the character of this of this witness of this yeah. individual. Uh, that's uh, that's a relief, and we're saying these are among the cracks that that we're seeing. That I talked about last week, and also I want to take a little credit here because otherwise I'm worthless. But occasionally I get something right, and that is that is that self-deprecate much. Uh, I 
I sometimes get things right. One of the things I said to you months and months and months and months ago uh-huh. is that at some point the the key to winning this is to turn the fire hose on him. Yeah, and and that's exactly again. It did my heart so much good to hear you say that mm-hmm. because that is exactly what is happening now. Now this is not to say he doesn't still have a hose. I don't think its output <laughs> is as great right now, and I think uh, the output against him. From uh, the the, de- the Democratic hose, who has the bigger hose? Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I, say. I think I think their I think their output, their the 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 force of that Democratic fire hose toward him now is much greater than the one he has aimed at the rest of us. Oh yeah, we've got a fire hose attached to a jet engine, and he's got a little teeny tiny <laughs> mushroom fire hose. It's not gonna he's not gonna outpower our fire hose, that's for sure. I mean, you, even, you know what I was saying? Speaking of self-deprecating, yeah. uh, you know, we talk about the weaknesses of the Democratic Party and uh-huh. you know, what, what we could do better and that sort of thing. You know what we do well? <laughs> Impeachment. Yeah. We're, yeah. As I look around and I see how this is being conducted. I'm very proud. I think mm-hmm. this is very. I think this is very well managed. I think. I think uh, Congress has the president right where they want him. Yeah. Oh my God. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, this runs so counter to this frame that some of the Never Trumpers are trying to spread around, which is that the Democrats are weak and feckless and they can't get anything done. I mean, they are impeaching the goddamn president and they're doing it in the most centered, uh, sober way possible. And I love mm-hmm. every yeah. second of it because these guys, wow. they don't know how to respond. The Jim Jordans, Mark <laughs> Meadows, those guys, Louis Gohmert, the president himself, they don't know how to counter <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, one guy was trying to invade uh, one of the skiffs today during the Vinland uh, testimony, just made an ass of himself. I mean, that's all they've got left is these very Assery. weak. Yeah, all it takes is like one <laughs> glance at Snopes and their entire thing falls apart precipitously. But I mean, you got Laura Ingram saying Vindman is a Ukrainian double agent. Sean Duffy, this new hire at CNN, uh, said it seems very clear that he is incredibly concerned about Ukrainian defense. I don't know that he's concerned about American policy. We all have an affinity to our homeland, where we came from. He has an affinity for Ukraine. This guy was was blown away by an IED in Iraq. For well, yeah. America. Right. Yeah. Exactly. After uh, years of service prior to that in Germany and South Korea. And uh, the fact that he was originally born in Ukraine means absolutely fucking nothing just happens to be an expert at that and that obviously that's uh worthy of scorn and uh and ridicule from these guys but i mean as you said i'm glad that liz cheney at least stepped up and, and corrected the record on all these guys but this is what they do they don't care about veterans they only care about the veterans who are there as props uh, right. Like the ones Donald Trump often wraps himself around as as human they, shields. They care about privatizing veterans' care for the veterans' yeah, administration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing I keep going back to, and I always, this is one of the things that I, I like to, to flog to death because it perfectly illustrates the Republican uh, hubris when it comes to attacking uh, military veterans. I mean, they went after Max Cleland in 2002, a guy who left three limbs in Vietnam, and right. they were attacking his patriotism, saying he was in league with Saddam sure. Hussein and Osama bin Laden. Thank you, Rick Clearly. Wilson, for that one. And it, it was just despicable. The, uh, it's being, despicable. Yes, it is, Rudy. And they just can't help but to do it, especially when their backs are against the wall. Uh, but it's not going to stick here. I don't think anyone's buying it. And clearly, uh, the crowd at the uh, World Series game the other night didn't buy it either. Well, the great thing about the, the, the Thursday vote uh, that, you know, on the impeachment inquiry in the House
House yeah. is that it, it takes away the Republican. I mean, they're still arguing it, but it really takes away the Republican argument that uh, this is a, a hidden process and yeah. that it's not due process and, and all of that. Uh, it, they don't have that anymore. Uh, they can no longer attack the process. They can only defend the president, and surprise, there is no defense. And, you know, the thing that's blowing me away, too, about this Vindman story is NBC News got their hands on his opening statement from today, and the right. details in that opening statement should be making Donald Trump crap his big oh, boy pants right about sure. now. Absolutely. I mean, just the details of that meeting with Bolton. Uh, who was in that meeting? Bolton, Vindman, I think Fiona Hill was in the meeting. Sondland was Sondland, in the meeting, yeah. too. And Sondland's there trying to push this ridiculousness with Rudy Giuliani and the quid pro quo with Ukraine, and the NSC team, which is Bolton and Vindman and Fiona Hill, they're right. pushing back against these Batman villains that Donald Trump has surrounded himself with, right? And uh, so the they New York, tried. yeah, uh, the New York Times uh, article about all of this is. There's no other word to describe it but delicious. I mean, every <laughs> word of it. I just devoured this thing from top to bottom. By the way, Rachel Maddow on uh, a recent uh, Mark Marin episode revealed where she gets so many of her juicy little scoops that some of us haven't heard about during, for example, her A block, where she'll land on something and go, how do we not see that? Well, she revealed that what she often does is scrolls all the way down to the bottom of an article. Where That's my trick. <laughs> is it really? Is that what you do? It is. I, I had no idea. Wow. I had no idea that's what she did. But they teach you here. Look, can we take a second to talk about what they teach in journalism school? Sure, sure. It, 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 you know, the, in the very basic, at least in, you know, back when we wore onions on our belts, the way <laughs> journalism was taught is that uh, when you write a news story, whether it's for print or broadcast, you put the most important fact uh, is, is your lead. Is That's your first sentence. Yeah. You start there and work with uh, facts of diminishing importance your way down the story. Now, honestly, part of this, the psychology behind this was so that when they needed to cut column inches in the newspaper, they could safely cut off the bottom and you'd still be okay. Right. But, but that's not necessarily the best way to convey information. Sometimes as Rachel knows, as I have tried to uh, do from the very start of my career, uh, and that is to tell a story. Uh, I, I, stories are, are if, you know, if you know something about the people, or I love being able to share details yeah. that, that you just don't get anywhere else. Context. I, like being, I, love, I love painting a picture. I like making you feel like you're there based on the facts that are available. And oftentimes those interesting, fascinating things are buried way down into the story because of that inverted triangle they mm -hmm. taught in journalism school. I'm shocked to hear that Rachel has been using the same, and probably forever, and the same technique that I've been using forever. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea, and that makes me very proud. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. Those last three paragraphs, that's the, uh, that's the source of all, that's the fountain Sometimes, where she gets all of this stuff. Sometimes, sometimes it's three quarters of the way down, two thirds mm -hmm. of the way down, but somewhere buried in that story, if it's uh, if it's good journalism, 
There's some interesting stuff in there. Well, yeah, and I love that she revealed that, too, because, you know, I've ranted about this on many occasions where a lot of us online, we don't even read past the headline in some cases. We read the headline or maybe the lead. There have been studies about this where people don't read uh, down a certain percentage of the article. So, therefore, anything that would be included, say, 24 paragraphs into a piece is completely completely lost on the general public and right. so this Most is people don't see it yeah and i love bringing people things they wouldn't otherwise see especially if it enriches the true story yeah because at first when rachel said that i was like wow you're exposing your secret here but then i said <laughs> you know what? this is great because now that's going to encourage more people to read all the way that down into a piece mm-hmm. like that and get mm-hmm. some of those Hopefully. tidbits at the end yeah. uh but this new york times piece you, you gotta look at it from from top to bottom here yes. i mean what one of the quotes from the uh the statement uh from vinland that he's delivered this morning uh, on the hill he said i stated to ambassador sondland this is about that meeting that his statements were in Inappropriate. Sondland, of course, is pushing this quid pro quo with Ukraine in this meeting uh, with the NSC. Uh, and that the, quote, request to investigate Biden and his son had nothing to do with national security and that such investigations were not something the NSC was going to get involved in or push, he added. And he's also right. making a case, and this is another brilliant thing about this testimony. This is why Donald Trump should be shitting his pants right about now. It's because he is framing this from a national security perspective. Jonathan Alter had a great great rant last night uh, with Lawrence O'Donnell talking about the national security implications of why this Ukraine story is so important. This is so incredibly vital to the entire case to actually loop in maybe some national security conservatives who will see this exactly the way Jonathan Alter is seeing it, exactly the way Colonel Vindman is seeing it, as a national security crisis. I mean, we're talking about not just this counterintelligence investigation, not just all the dealings that Donald Trump has had with Russia and everything else circulating around uh, Donald Trump's roster of criminality, but then this too. My God, this is, I mean, the Ukraine thing has so many dimensions to it. And again, Donald Trump can't keep up. He can't do it. He's he's met his limit. He's met his match. Yeah, yeah. He can't fight it on his terms and he can't win it. Absolutely at this point. I mean, it's just, it's all... It's it's all but dotting the I's and crossing the T's at this point. Yeah. I mean, uh, as I've said for a couple of weeks, we could do this this afternoon. Oh, I know. Uh, but, but we do need to have these hearings. And it's these public hearings that, that, yeah. that swung uh, the country in Watergate. And uh, it's it's I believe based on what we've heard so far uh, from from the closed door testimony and the, the public statements that have been released with it. Uh, we have we have quite enough, and I think the job now is what Democrats are doing, and that's putting it on television. The next step, Buzz, is going to be yes. so, for lack of a better term, entertaining because this is the time to start the popcorn. It's finally we've talked about we've kid we've yeah. made joke we put yeah. up memes we've been talking about popcorn for a, a year at least. Uh, it's time to start popping. Yeah, absolutely. It's time to start popping. That's a great way to put it. Because the public portion of this process, you know, of course, the Republicans are out saying this is all happening in secret. They're doing this entirely in secret, bullshitting and making crap up to make it seem like there are no Republicans in the skiffs. And of course, there are Republicans in the skiffs. Uh, The Republicans who want to be there and who belong there, they're in there. The thing is that 
all of this testimony is going to get repeated minus the national security things, the classified mm -hmm. uh, intelligence detail uh, right. that, that may be eliminated in the public hearings. But for the most part, we're going to get all of these hearings done, reperformed in public on television so we can see people like Sondland, we can see uh, Kurt Volker, and we can see Fiona Hill, we can see Colonel Vindman all testifying uh, right there on television. I mean, the next, I guess, I don't know when they're going to start with the public hearings, but it's like, it, right. it's got to be the right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it if it has to wait until after the holidays, I'm fine with that too. Bigger audience. Uh, well, I, th I, oh, I think, I don't think it'll take that long, Bob. I think they're looking at taking the full house impeachment vote, the full house vote to impeach before the Christmas break. Really? Uh, before, certainly before Christmas. So I think, uh, yeah, I think those hearings, as you said, are going to start very, very soon. Yeah. Because, uh, because they, they hope to have this all wrapped up, I think, and ready to push the McConnell uh, at Christmas, according to the latest that I read today. And do you think they're going to limit this to the Ukraine uh, crimes, or are they going to expand into the other continues. things? That debate continues yeah. within uh, the party, uh, its uh, leaders and its members, and... Uh, you know, they uh, here's here's how I here's they're putting together the articles of impeachment now so that they're ready. Uh, and, and I think essentially what, it, what I've heard, what I've, you know, the analysis that I've read is that it's going to be abuse of power, which will include Ukraine and yep. other stuff, but primarily Ukraine. It is this case is mainly about Ukraine, despite the truckloads and truckloads of other crap that he's done. Uh, this is the this is the clear crime with the smoking gun. Uh, so uh, abuse of power, uh, obstruction of justice, obstruction of Congress, mm -hmm. uh, those will be part of it. And uh, I, I think those and under those umbrellas uh, will be whatever they decide to include that they feel they have enough on. And in the end, you know, we can talk about Rachel was uh, talking last week or last night about uh, well, what about China? Uh, and, 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 and it reminded me a little bit uh, with her guest, uh, a, a member of Congress, it reminded me a little bit of the show that you and I did together last week in that, uh, Rachel had assembled this tremendous journalism on how Russia has done much of what he's done with Ukraine. Yeah. He's also done with China and she gets a congressman on later in the show and says, are you going to investigate that? And he goes, his answer was essentially, I don't know. We got kind of a full plate already. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that was sort of my reaction to, uh, you know, what you brought forth last week about, about uh, Trump manipulating Wall Street to the profit of himself and his friends. Absolutely a crime, uh, possibly the crime of the century. Um, can you can you hang on to can you can you put a pin in that because I think and 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 I would say the same thing about Rachel's uh, China's pursuit and and your pursuit of the Wall Street thing those things absolutely must be investigated and yeah. must be recorded in history and must be corrected absolutely 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 but right now job one is getting this guy out of office before he does any more harm yeah and uh, so what again whatever the most expedient path to that is that's the one we should take and democrats are trying to determine right now just as you asked how much do we include how much do we leave out um it's i i'm gonna say it depends on how tight a case they have on each of those things you know my guest tomorrow on the interview no. show 
William Cohen, the author of the Vanity Fair piece in which he examined many of these major stock trades on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and determined that there were these chaos trades going on right before Donald Trump makes one of his gigantic blurts about the trade war or the tariffs or Saudi oil or whatever. And so I'm going to get this whole scoop from William Cohen tomorrow in person. I am going to ask him about the slate piece that claims to have debunked his article. So uh-huh. we're going to definitely get into yeah. those details too, the the items from Excellent. the Slate piece. Well, and I, I, I will say to him that uh, the one thing that Slate forgot to mention is the fact that Donald Trump has done that many, many times. He has manipulated the stock market in the past. This is well documented from things that he and his dad, Fred Trump, used to do all the time in no order doubt, to, uh, no yeah, in order to scam but, the and, stock market. And, and I'm I want both of you to pursue that to the end of those trails. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and and I'm eager to hear how that turns out and what he does have to say about that Slate article. So everybody listen. Yeah, and in fact, I'm under no delusions that this is going to be an impeachment article or anything like that. If you, even if it's not, it's certainly something that the Democrats can use in the campaign next year. Uh, it's absolutely something that Donald Trump could be flogged with, especially once some more details are flushed out. But we also know that Congress is is very interested too. I mean, in fact, not just Congress, okay, I'm talking about, uh, I think it was 14 or 17 Democratic senators sent a letter to not only Bill Barr, but the SEC and yeah. some of the other regulatory bodies wanting more information about these so-called chaos trades that William Cohen wrote about. So I can't wait to get the full scoop uh, from him tomorrow on the interview Excellent. show. Excellent. Uh, but here's a big question for everybody. Do you feel younger than you appear? I mean, me, I if I'm not looking at myself in the mirror, I still feel like I'm 13 years old <laughs> i feel like i haven't aged uh but then i look you'll at myself. always you'll always be 13 to me bob <laughs> that's right until hey, what until you see a picture or until i look in the mirror i see under eye bags i see crow's feet wrinkles uh wah, they, they of course add years to our appearance don't they that sting when someone thinks you're 10 years older than you actually are it's crushing oh. <laughs> crushing to the ego and the confidence level plummets right through the ground okay but let's talk about a quick and easy fix it's called plexiderm a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates wrinkles crow's feet lines under eye bags in just a matter of minutes right before your eyes it's almost like magic it's exactly what you need to win the battle against father time and restore your confidence too and if you don't believe it i didn't believe it either until i took the test and i was amazed with the results what i saw in the mirror in just a matter of about 10 minutes plexiderm goes on clear so nobody's going to know you're using it unless you tell them and it affects the effects of it last four hours bye bye eye bags go to triplexiderm.com use my code sexy liberal for 50 percent off plus an additional ten dollars off that's right 50 percent off plus an extra ten dollars off this offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-685 1292 and mentioning the code sexy liberal two words all caps plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code sexy liberal at checkout that's triplexiderm.com the code is sexy liberal the bob seska show curse the day called my name wrapped my heart in a burning flame and he pulled me under like a ball and chain down 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 seven years and 15 days I watched him lie in a whiskey haze that man ain't never gonna change his ways down 
Yeah, this is Lizanne Knott. Brand new music. Lay Him Down is the name of the song from her Bones and Gravity album. I'm really in love with this album. I think it's fantastic. It's wonderful. Can't wait to include it in the upcoming Indie Music Countdown that's coming up this weekend. And if you want to submit your music to the show, go to bobseska.com slash music or just click the Submit Your Music link uh, beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. It's like cowgirl song. Yeah. Yeah, this is badass. It's just a, a wonderful, wonderful album. One song is better than the next. I can't I can't praise this enough. Um, debating whether I should do it like a year-end countdown. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Yes, I'm not. I'm not sure yet. It'll be because I think you. I think you should be working over the holidays. So yes, that's right. It'll be nine hours long. I hope you have some time to listen. Uh, no, I don't know if we're going to do that. I mean, that would include uh, me having about to. It. I would no, have you, to, same same length show. You just pick your your top songs of the year. You know what? It would take me hours just to compile the list. It would take me maybe weeks to do that. Probably. You play a lot of music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so one of my favorite things from the past 24 hours or so has been uh, this mashup from the Jimmy Kimmel show (laughs) from last night. Jimmy Kimmel made a mashup of Donald Trump's announcement about al-Baghdadi and Barack Obama's announcement about oh the raid that killed Osama bin Laden. And you really get a, 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 a an incredible grasp of Donald Trump's ineptitude when you yes. see it contrasted point blank with an actual president. Brilliant. And that's one of the things I love most about this. Here's uh, this, this mashup from the Jimmy Kimmel show. I believe this was from uh, last night. And it starts out with Barack Obama. So here we go. The United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. The United States launched a targeted operation against that compound. They did a lot of shooting. And they did a lot of blasting, even not going through the front door. You know, you think you go through the door. If you're a normal person, you say, knock, knock, may I come in? After a firefight, they killed Osama bin Laden and took custody of his body. He died like a dog. But his death does not mark the end of our effort. A beautiful dog. A talented dog. We give thanks for the men who carried out this operation. And I don't get any credit for this, but that's okay. I never do. I never do. Here we are. May God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America. And I'm writing a book. Oh, my God. All did very well. Fuck them. You know, that's right. You know, you know how you go to a door and say, knock, knock? <laughs> you don't actually knock on the door. In his world, you go to the door and you say, knock, knock. <laughs> At some because point, he's six years old. <laughs> At some point, someone told him, hey, you're great when you improvise. And they should uh-huh. have never have told him that because he's not great. He's terrible at improvising. He can't do it. That's when he comes up with things like, you just go up to the door and you hit knock, knock, and they answer the door. Instead, they had to blast. <laughs> <sighs> it's so pathetic. And the, the other thing that you don't get by hearing just the audio is also the visual contrast between 
Barack oh, yeah. Obama, who always seemed together, you know, put together in terms of his dignified, appearance, dignified in his demeanor. And then Donald Trump, who's just doing that, do he does, always does the do. He always says to and do in the same way. It's a ridiculous, affected way he speaks. And then uh, just looking like shit. I mean, he always just looks like hell, that he's just painted over. <laughs> <laughs> painted over hell is what Donald Trump generally looks like. The best um, he can do, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, this brings us to the Baghdadi story uh, from uh, on uh, Saturday and Sunday in particular. My my only concern about that whole thing was I felt like when the announcement first came down from Trump that we all kind of just accepted it at face value rather than maybe more questioning posture given the nature of this guy's uh, dealings behind closed doors and the way he self-aggrandizes and so on. I'm not saying that it didn't happen, and I wasn't suggesting that at the time, but just the details of the thing were hinky to me. And it turned out that some officials after the fact said, you know, and including the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who's not some sort of snowflake uh, liberal, um, said that, yeah, I have no idea where Donald Trump got some of that stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, here's here's my take on it. I, okay. I it is it is sad that people uh, uh, that that there are still many people in this country who just uh, blindly accept uh, what what he has to say yeah. when they should by now know better. And and I couldn't agree with you more about that. And I couldn't agree with you more uh, about what you went on to say uh, about uh, Joe Scarborough. And uh, his admonishment, oh, which yeah, I, perhaps yeah. we'll come back to later. But, yes. Uh, um, you know, at, I reported it uh, at about the same time the president made the announcement, but I'd gotten my information. I'd been following updates uh, throughout the evening and the night before and, and in the morning prior uh, to the president's announcement before, before uh, you know, posting anything. Right, right. And when I did, I did avoid the details. I did, I did not... I did not uh, quote Trump, I don't think, and I certainly didn't include any of the details he included. And I also found on social media people not believing. So I had a little trouble when you said everyone was totally believing what Trump said. It may have felt that way, and some did, and and, uh, some media did adopt his details as facts when, in fact, they weren't, and all of that's bad. But... I think mostly people saw it for what it was, uh, that it was something that really had happened, and the president made an announcement about it, but most of what he said after that was untrue yeah. or or classified that he shouldn't have said. Interesting, uh, NBC News reporting that uh, Trump revealed way too many details about that operation. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Away, gave away sources and methods that endanger future U.S. operations. An operation like this, perhaps because of what he's revealed, can never be conducted again. Mm-hmm. At the very least, they'll have to look for lesser alternatives, and this was a, a touch-and-go situation as it was. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and, and like you said, uh, the other, uh, some of the, what he reported, well, it was just untrue. It just some of the. It's fortunate. Maybe the best thing that happened in national security in that in that news conference slash uh, speech is that although he did reveal some national secrets, he also got some of them wrong. And uh, our allies and enemies will have to figure out which ones he got right, which <laughs> ones he got wrong. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's just enough diversion there that 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 helps, but only because he's a screw up. Otherwise, he was. Uh, 
he was proud of the details that he had learned. Yeah. And as we all know, and as you and I have discussed before, he loves the gore. Not the Al, just the gore. <laughs> That's true. I, I guess it wasn't uh, my discontent with some of the reaction, obviously not necessarily including what you were reporting, uh, because you were just reporting right. what everyone else was reporting, and that's fine. And the, I again, I was not necessarily doubting um, the actual event had occurred. I was just using that right. more as a, a peg for a, a, a related argument, which is to say that uh, we just have to be careful when Donald Trump steps out and sure, says something, or there's an article that says, according to Donald Trump. Usually when there's something right. that comes out that says, according right. to Donald Trump, it's got to well, be seen as being dubious. Right, and that's a disclaimer I yeah. want to see because yeah. then I know to take it with a grain of salt. We've had certainly plenty of experience of that uh, more than 13,000 lies into this administration. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just that, and, and my reporting and some of the other early reporting on uh, what happened uh, there in Syria was uh, based on in intelligence, what we'd heard. We were hearing from uh, military and intelligence sources before Trump had ever made his announcement. So yeah. anything I reported was based, uh, for example, and I didn't take it personally, uh, but I was concerned about the, the perception that might be created because I, I think uh, uh, some of us were reporting on what we were getting from other sources before Trump ever had his silly Sunday morning TV show. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, you know, just when I was hearing him speak and yes. throwing in all of these extraneous angry. details, yeah, it was it was infuriating <laughs> me. because Of course, yeah. rightly so. Well, because, of course, I also project forward into his rallies and so on, and I imagine him beating this right. to death oh, for, sure, the, sure. for the next that's uh, what he was 10 months. Right. And here's the beauty, and, and the, you know, you, this, one thing leads to another, of course, but this is the beauty of 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 what happened here is that he went to that ball game the next day oh. or, the, or that evening. I mean, uh, expecting to be hailed as a hero. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that that's not how it turned out at all. No. Uh, so this is just seriously more popcorn, please. This yeah. is getting this is getting very interesting. Well, that was really the the thing that made me breathe much easier. In fact, saying I mm -hmm. I was able to breathe much easier is understating my reaction to what happened at the World <laughs> Series game the other night, right. uh, which was just 100% elation. I mean, you have no idea. I can't describe how wonderful it was to see a more or less non-political crowd of 42,000 people booing him, which isn't unprecedented. A lot of politicians get booed at baseball games, but then right. mocking him on top of that with the lock him up chant. Never, never has that happened. Right, right. And so that was such a beautiful thing. And so I saw it from the one angle, and of course I'm so skeptical about shit when it comes up sometimes, and I'm thinking well, was it just that one section Section, of the stance yeah, and then i saw me, yeah. i saw more video from other sections of right. the stadium and it was right. still happening loud and yeah. clear it was the whole stadium obviously not every single person but enough of it to make a really loud really unanimous uh seeming statement about and donald trump's crimes it was because it was in dc and yeah. because it was a home game uh it was you know, a, a largely a vast majority Democratic audience uh, yeah. crowd there to see that game. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, this was, the, and and he ventures out of the White House so rarely. He stays within his <laughs> circle yeah. at all times. Uh, we were talking about storytelling earlier. I have scoured and scoured for details on on that whole baseball thing, on the whole World Series thing. And uh, I, I will tell that in story fashion, even though it won't be as fresh as it was on, on Sunday evening or Monday morning. or it, it, It'll be Thursday, but it'll be a telling uh, that you've not heard before. <laughs> I can't wait. That's going to be incredible. Uh, and you got to include the fact that the Lerner family, the owners of the Washington Nationals, yes. made an appeal to not just anyone, but to Major League Baseball to make sure they wouldn't be asked to join Trump in his box during right. the game. They didn't want anything to do with Trump if he had showed up for the game, which he That's did been, and which they summarily uh, avoided, I'll, right? I'll tell you I'll tell you how he swung that. How he was able to get there even though the owners didn't want him there. How's that? Oh, you're gonna wait! Oh, you're gonna wait! <laughs> you yeah, did a tease! Yeah. Oh yeah, my well, yeah. God! Okay. You said we have many important things to talk about today. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. 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 All right. Buzz Burbank news and comment. Buzzburbank.com. Realmnetwork.com. If you want to get the rest of the story, as Paul tease. Harvey used to say. Yeah. There you go. Tease. Uh, so yeah, so that was uh, the other night, and now we have scolds going around saying, "Oh, it was so un-American." Joe Scarborough, who, by the way, I've defended Joe Scarborough in the past. I'm not as uh, infuriated by Joe Scarborough as many of you listening, but uh, the fact is that he was pure. This was yeah, this was textbook Joe Scarborough the other morning, tisk tisking <laughs> everyone for chanting and uh-huh. uh, and their un-American behavior. Mika Brzezinski called it dangerous, but then there was also Chris Coo. Coons, who's a moderate Democrat from Delaware. Yes. I said the president in that. Yeah. yeah, the president deserves our respect, which is just one of the most obscene things I've ever heard. Sorry, Chris Coons, but my God. Yeah. We will a, give a him a president. Yeah. A president deserves our respect. This president does not. Right. This president's earned the opposite of that. And it was this president who created that chant in the first place. Yep. When this president respects the office of the presidency, I'll start to respect this president. But it's never going to happen. It's never, ever going to happen. Yeah. Presidents deserve our respect, but not this one. Uh, This was not un-American. In fact, this is a great display of what it means to be an American. This is a great display of democracy. A peaceful, spontaneous, and necessary protest against the president. No one was hurt. No one had shoes thrown at them or pies (laughs) or mace or anything else. No one was arrested. This was a spontaneous display of discontent. I would even go much further and say that it wasn't just about locking him up. I think people are genuinely sick and tired of Donald Trump. I think people oh, are sure. tired of the chaos. They're tired of having his face in their living rooms 24-7, which is never supposed to happen. I was really glad to see Steve Schmidt right. talk about that the other night uh, with Chris Hayes. Uh, so I think people are just sick and tired. And, and I, I, as soon as the press starts talking about Trump fatigue, that'll be a welcome a narrative to include yeah, in this campaign still, I'm story. Still, you know, you and I have talked about this before. I'm still waiting to see it kick in among <laughs> Republicans. Yeah. I think I think it has a little bit, but not so that you could tell. Uh, and that that still disturbs me because you and I, for a year and a half, two years ago, were, were uh, banking on. Uh, the um, Republicans becoming fatigued from this guy as well as Democrats. And uh, I guess not surprisingly, they've been slower to respond, but I got to think there's a breaking point for them too. Don't they get the connection or maybe they thrive, maybe like Trump, they thrive on the fight. Maybe 
maybe that's what gets them going every day is yeah. the fight. I, I just don't know. Well, there are some people who are in it for the fight. I mean, there's no doubt right. about that. They don't care. In fact, a lot, I would say a lot of Trumpism includes the idea of, well, we don't mm-hmm. care what the facts are. We don't care about being oh, right yeah. as long as we're winning. And <laughs> that's the driving force, I think, behind a lot of Trumpism. Uh, meanwhile, you know, there was uh, Frank Luntz was whining about this, saying that the crowd needs to be held accountable. I don't know how exactly that's going to happen. What they <laughs> lock, take them lock them lock up. Lock them up. Yeah. That's right. The cra- The fact is, they should hold those fans accountable. Mm-hmm. Man, is it? Don't boo the president. You may disagree with him. You may say he's not what you wanted, but you don't boo him. You show respect for him. I, no, we don't. See, to I, me, this is where you, I start to panic. Buzz. This is where I believe okay. that some people just don't grasp, and, and maybe that includes Joe uh, Scarborough. Maybe it includes Mika or some of the others. Uh-huh. Uh, I worry that people don't fully grasp the severity of the Trump crisis when they downplay shit no, like this. No, they don't. Yeah. They, I, yeah, it certainly leaves that impression that they don't understand. But even yeah. in the case of Chris Coons, a guy who clearly understands the threat of this administration, I wonder if he was having a Scarborough moment. I wonder if he was trying to uh, take the high road, yeah. whether it be to make himself look good or to try to set a good example. Uh, like I said, this chant came from Trump himself, and this is a man who deserves this and deserves no respect. Yes, I, I've respected, I've had many Republican presidents or enough in my lifetime that I didn't agree with and sometimes vehemently disagreed with, yeah. but I never didn't consider them the president. This yeah. guy is a phony and a fraud, and was illegitimately elected, and uh, and and has done nothing to earn respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so uh, you know, no, no, we don't have. Any, and if this country truly is about free speech, uh, if we can't speak up at a moment like this, then when? Yeah, right, right, right. Along those lines, too, regarding respect. In fact, I. Um, defended George W. Bush when that uh, Iraqi reporter threw shoes at him during that press conference, and I believe it was in I Baghdad. Do, I yeah. do enjoy that clip, however. Yeah, it is It is fun to look at because, he, man, that guy was nimble. Donald Trump, I mean, uh, uh, George Bush was able to dodge those shoes with nearly amazing reflexes. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> he nearly yeah. got him, but he was able to, he was, moves like a cat. He was amazing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I thought, you know, I'm right in the middle of this recession. It was uh, steamrolling me at the time. I, yes. I had no love for George W. Bush, I assure you, and those of you who read my writing at the time would know that. The fact is, though, I didn't feel that that was a proper way to protest his malfeasance. I thought there were other ways to do it. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of the Red Hats miss. Uh, Guys like Ben Shapiro, that Major League Baseball umpire, so on. They don't understand that there's a democratic process in place here for a reason, that if you don't like what our leadership does, you can vote them out, you can protest against them, you can petition the government for redress of grievances. It's all right there in the Constitution. All you got to do is fucking read it and you will find that getting your AR-15 because you don't like how Donald Trump, you know, the host of the Celebrity Apprentice is being treated, then you've got it way wrong. I, you know, I'm not taking a position here. I'm asking a question because it's a question. I just want to hear your take Mm -hmm. on what is being discussed. And and that question is, uh, is there a danger? Are, Are Democrats stooping to his level and the level of his supporters when we do something like this? Or... Is this a well-earned cathartic moment? 
I would say it's uh, number two. I think it's a well-earned cathartic moment. I think as far as stooping to Donald Trump's level, if this had been Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren booing and mocking the president, then I would right. say, you know what, maybe you shouldn't Things do that. You guys, ugly. Yeah. yeah, you guys keep your noses clean because we've got this. We're in the, we're in the <laughs> trenches of the let the angry let the angry mob handle this. That's exactly go back right. To, yes. Go back to your offices. Have you never seen an episode of The Simpsons before? The angry mob rules the world. Now, I mean, as I've always preached, there are layers, there's strata to the political debate where we all have our roles that we play in this entire process called democracy, where our leadership, especially on the Democratic side, they have a certain amount of decorum that they have to maintain, whereas some of us... Republicans used to. Yeah. Well, some of us in the shuttle fights on Twitter and on social media and elsewhere, (laughs) we can say some of the things that Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi and some of the rest are unable to say. Yeah. Good point. So along those lines, if a crowd of 42,000 people wants to mock Donald Trump using his own words against him i'm okay with that as long as they're not throwing things at him i mean if they had you know thrown uh you know beer cans and whatever else at him maybe i would have said hey you know what let's not get violent about this because and it wasn't organized like you said it was a spontaneous uh, response and here's my thing with with chris coons's response i haven't lashed out at him as much because i kind of think that chris coons is thinking long terms in terms of well when he's at his next uh, campaign rally or something like that he doesn't want a bunch of red hats showing up and saying lock him up to him yeah yeah. so he's trying to kind of back off in that sense and again i give i give chris coons some latitude because he is part of uh democratic leadership on the hill so he has a different role to play than the rest of us as long as he's not scolding us for doing our doing playing our role in all of this that's the only thing um but i I want to talk about uh this investigation we had uh i think we had this on the after party on friday but i want to talk about it again with you buzz because this is one of the big stories of our time where donald trump is investigating his political enemies we're going to dig into that and a whole lot more after uh these words back after this You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is a returning favorite, Paul Melanson, and a song called Overture from Camera Obscura. And just as a point of order, I uh, I have an email out to Paul. I'll tell you why. 
Because I have no blessed clue how to pronounce his name, his last name. Not the Paul part. I can pronounce Paul. But I'm, I'm going with Melanson, but I've I've sent him an email to clarify to make sure. And it's it's been out there. It's, Maybe I should send him a second one because I think it's, he missed it's, it. It's, that's, it. That's how it's spelled? Melanson? Yeah, uh, C-O-N. And it's a special C with like a little dash oh. thing underneath it, but it's, it's a yeah. strange character there. I'm lost. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when they start adding squiggles, I'm out. Yeah, there's a squiggle, and it's confusing me. I'm always confused by the squiggles. Uh, BobSeska.com slash music <laughs> if you want to submit. Okay, so uh, Barr and uh, U.S. Attorney John Durham are investigating uh, the Obama administration and all of the usual suspects, apparently. Right. Uh, possibly a grand jury being convened. I'm not sure what the latest is on that. Mm-hmm. But here was my big takeaway. Um, of course, this was all from late last week. It was a, a worrying thing. It should be. It's uh, right. the president investigating his political enemies. Uh, and you yep. want to talk about a witch hunt? This is a witch hunt. This this is yep. actual. This is what they really refer to as a witch hunt. All true. <clears throat> Here's my thing. I think Donald Trump finally got his Biden investigation. I think this is all part of the same motivating fact. I think Donald Trump oh, is sure. looking to, well, f- to to find some kind of dirt on Joe Biden in particular in all of this. He's he's casting a big net, but he's just looking for Joe Biden so he can undermine Joe Biden during the campaign. He's, he's probably looking for that too i think yeah. what they're still looking for is uh to discredit the the russia investigation right right and to, to put it off onto ukraine so that's that's yeah. part of what's going on there uh the bad news is yes an action like this is extremely concerning especially when it gets to the calling grand jury phase yeah uh, the the better news is that they're not going to find anything. Uh, certainly not anything <laughs> right. credible. Right. And and so I expect this will go like uh, Trump's investigation of voter fraud. But the thing is, they don't need to find anything. That's the the problem with Donald Trump and living in this fantasy land that he's created around himself. When All they, they need to do the grand jury when they get a grand jury testimony. Yeah, they kind of do. Well, it does, actually, it doesn't matter. Uh, it seems to me as if the grand jury finds nothing. Donald Trump is still going to say, oh, well, there was still something. There's this or that. I mean, he can take any bit the of close, nonsense. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. Close was, the records. Yeah. yeah. Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, the fact that they had a relationship uh, oh. going on. I mean, there was nothing illegal happening there. But, you know, I think Peter Strzok was demoted for doing that, but it wasn't anything that was necessarily criminal. And I think there's been an inspector general report to verify that. Right. The fact is that still he's going around all of his rallies and talking about these two as if they're these deep state conspirators. And as long as Donald Trump can manufacture a little bit of smoke, that's all the red hats need to pile on to that. And that's who this is for. This is for the red hats. They love it. They believe it. They eat it up. It's what makes them happy. It what's make it's what makes them think they're right, mm-hmm. and it's just all complete fantasy. Yeah. But I think when when we get into courts of law, uh, I, I think that in the end they got nothing. Oh yeah, and, they're, uh, you're totally but, right. But you're, this, they're screwed. This, this, it's a process. It's a propaganda tool as yeah. much as anything, and uh, uh, they can uh, keep the grand jury testimony sealed and just say, you know, no, this is horrible for the Democrats. Yep. Uh, but I I just I don't know how far they can get away with that and i think the clock will run out on them before it runs out on 
what they're pursuing. Yeah, I think Donald Trump is looking at this as if to say, well, you know, it doesn't really matter if they actually find anything wrong here. I can always right. say that they found something wrong, and that's. I think that's what he's planning to do. I think he's going to do that with regard to not just uh, 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 Joe Biden and Burisma, but I think he's going to, mainly he's going to do this with that DNC uh, server conspiracy right. theory of his. absolutely. That's Indeed. only a matter of time before he really makes that one of the campaign that's, issues. Well, well, that's what this was initially about. Yeah. I, I think it's probably expanded to include dirt on Biden. But the original mission and purpose of this was to prove Russia didn't do it, Ukraine did, and that the Russia investigation was based on a hoax. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say at some point in the not too distant future, Donald Trump is going to somehow loop Joe Biden personally into the wiretapping of Carter Page or whatever else was going on during the 2016 yeah. election that Donald Trump finds hanky with regard to I how the administration approached the Russian attack. I think and I hope that the clock will run out on them before yeah. we get to that. I mean, nice try, <laughs> fellas. Yeah. But it really is. I mean, as we were talking a moment ago, uh, this is going to go very quickly now, very quickly now. And I think, I hope, I mean, the purpose of this is to sway public opinion mm -hmm. with this uh, damning, dramatic public testimony yeah. that we're going to be seeing over the next uh, six weeks. That's right. And there, um, Nunez, once again, Devin Nunez, uh, illustrating the fact that they're just way late. They're way behind the eight ball. They just have not caught up with everything that's going on. Devin Nunez, um, apparently one of his aides is leaking whistleblower information or right. trying to get information about the whistleblower. Again, they're still on that whistleblower. When, uh, in fact, everything the whistleblower said has been confirmed, and we've gotten even more and greater yeah. testimony from live witnesses since. Yeah. So the, the whistleblower thing is a moot point, but it's more red meat for the base. And so they can still say, or Donald Trump could say at his rallies, where's the whistleblower? Where's the whistleblower? Right. Make a big stink Material. about the whistleblower. It's it's material. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter where the whistleblower is. Uh, and as you were saying before, Democrats are going to vote in the full House on these rules for the public hearings. And I'm, right. I'm also looking forward to, I'm not sure if this is made public yet, the details of this particular uh, set of rules. Have we seen what the actual not, rules not, are going to be? Not the, not the full set, but okay. we've seen a pretty good summary. We know that staff is going to be allowed. Because the good news is, uh, that, well, the bad news is that Republicans get to ask questions too. Yeah. Uh, which is something they've been clamoring for. Uh, the, the good news is that staff will be allowed. So and there will be a little less, considerably less grandstanding, certainly mm -hmm. on the Democratic side, and more interviews conducted by uh, congressional staff attorneys asking yeah. these questions in uh, for longer periods of time in an organized fashion that's going to be much easier to follow than the kinds of silly uh, formatted hearings that we've seen so far. Mm, and here's something else to look forward to, Buzz. The White House yes. is still debating as to whether or not to make the details of Mike Pence's call with Zelensky public. Yes. Uh, it said there was a there was talk they were going to and now whoops they've decided not to. <laughs> right. And Pence even said he's got no objection to releasing the uh they're calling it the reconstructed transcript of the call. Uh, the White House is debating whether to release the call details and, and whether it's going to help or hurt their attempts to push back against the accusation. Of course, it's going to hurt because everything the White House does hurts their argument. Uh, it's what I'm starting to think I'm starting to think Pence is the Eric Trump of vice president. So he's, <laughs> I, I'm, I swear, is, is there just nothing going on up there? What, I don't, I don't know. understand. Is anyone home? 
I just think that he just is one of the best at playing dumb about all of this shit. Uh, you know, I always talk about Barack Obama's personal discipline, Barack Obama's yes. willpower to to maintain restraint and to maintain an even keel. You know, Mike Pence is pretty good at that too. It's just for evil purposes. That's the only, that's the major major difference between him and Barack right. Obama in terms of their willpower. But Mike Pence has been able to pretty much hold it together through all of this. There's no cracks in that facade when he's standing behind Donald Trump, gazing at the back of Trump's gigantic pumpkin head with such, you know, seeming praise and admiration of the man that he works for and must absolutely despise from a moral point of view <laughs> i also see a slightly evil sly smile yeah in, in him as he stands behind trump i you could easily caption it uh i'm gonna kill him yes yeah. <laughs> i mean uh, so it's it's i think i think it's i think it's very hard to read uh and and likewise by the way yeah. speaking of crack there'll be no cracks in his uh in his chastity belt either, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. And, and again, one of the things that I'm loving about this entire story, especially now with Colonel Vindman testifying, uh -huh, who's right. still a sitting member of the National Security Council for Ukraine, is the Ukraine expert. Right. I just love the idea that Donald Trump is sitting around the White House uh, and he's looking at everyone with the side eye thinking... Is that person going to turn on me? Is that person? Who's the leaker? Yeah. Who's the other leaker? Yeah. Where are all these leakers? Who's that person? Is that person loyal to I'm, me or are they loyal to Hillary? Uh, time to start talking to oil paintings. That's right. It's it's there. I mean, if he hasn't already started talking to oil paintings, he's way behind <laughs> the eight ball. He's got to get his uh, Richard Nixon cheat sheet and catch up. <laughs> he's he's got to keep up with Richard Nixon on the impeachment front. Uh, okay, so... I hear music. Does this mean I can the where did the time go? We just got I, here. I know. We just started. We just started, but now <laughs> we have to finish. Uh we've got lots more to talk about though on our postmortem show. That's coming up next on our Patreon page. When this music is finished, we just keep on talking. That's how the postmortem show works. It's another 20 minutes of uh content, all the stuff that we didn't get to in the free portion of the show. Make sure to go there to our uh, Patreon page, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash show, or you can click the all caps Patreon link at bobseska.com. Take you right to our patreon page where you can sign up for five dollars a month five dollar a month uh, support for the show will get you two postmortem shows every damn week uh, lots of additional content that other listeners hint hint aren't necessarily getting so uh, that's where you, hey, you got to be on our Patreon page if you want to be in the know as far as the show goes. Uh, meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment can be found at buzzburbank.com or realmnetwork.com or every place you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all the, uh, the other platforms. Thanks, Be Bob. Best hour of news you're going to hear all week. Okay. That's it for the show. We will see you on the Postmortem Show. And uh, don't forget William Cohen. We're going to be talking about... Oh, this is so exciting in Pulse Pattern. We're going to be talking about the financial sector. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have too much fun listening to tomorrow's show. All right, that's it. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Stephanie Miller, America's original sexy liberal, if you don't count Miller Fillmore. Come join us for the Happy Hour podcast. You're probably already doing plenty of drinking and swearing with this stain of a president in office will join me and my celebrity and comedian friends for a raunchy uncensored ride through politics and pop culture pants optional <laughs>